Hello and welcome to Hockey Te Charcha, a podcast series launched by Hockey India in April 2021 with an intention to bring interesting stories of hockey stars who have carved a niche for themselves representing the glorious past, present and the promising future of the sport. This is your host Nandini and for episode 24 we have someone who has been at the center of this incredible upswing we are witnessing with the Indian women's hockey team who are currently poised on top of the points table in the FIH Hockey Pro League an Olympic gold medalist and world cup winner herself she has been an inspiration to the wards she trains having joined the indian setup in 2019 as the analytical coach she has now taken over the reins as chief coach after an after an impressive olympic campaign in tokyo i'm very delighted to welcome yanika shopman to hockey te charcha thank you so much happy to be here yan um, just to just to begin with firstly congratulations on a fantastic you know made an appearance in the fih hockey pro league the team has managed to finish uh, not finish per se but at least finish the home leg of the matches on top of the points table um you must be happy with the performance yeah i think uh, we of course didn't know what to expect going into pro league and and the girls and myself very much excited to be able to play home games and playing against top teams and um i think we mainly focused on ourselves and trying to get better and better with the view of what's next in this year and yeah i couldn't be happier actually we started our camp uh, a few days ago and uh, kind of uh, wrapped up the whole pro league evaluation and uh, we're definitely heading in the right direction and yeah there's always stuff that we can improve but i'm very happy with our performance uh, not only the outcomes but actually our performance in the pro league so far absolutely and um, we also saw some really good players coming up the ranks from the junior team during this pro league who you tested in these matches um you know uh, i was talking to somebody else about this and uh, in fact i was actually talking to eric um and he was saying i think for the next 10 years at least we have a fantastic crop of players in the in in this core group and in the junior ranks as well what are, what are your thoughts about that Yeah I I think you know uh it's always excited exciting to see new talent and um we've had the opportunity to play with a bigger group of players uh in the last couple of months and I think that's good overall it's good for the older players there's more competition and it's good for the young players to show what they have um and there's definitely lots of potential and lots of um uh, yeah energy in the group and 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 i think that's great to see i mean everyone is pushing each other to be better and uh yeah there's definitely a lot of talent and there's a lot of uh, progress i think individually in in the players and and that's always uh, a lot of fun as a coach to work uh, with yeah and young i i also want to recap a little bit uh, to uh, post olympic games um you know we were talking around that time and uh, we had discussed how disappointed the players were um you know having finished without a medal because they truly believed you know they were worthy of standing on the podium uh in tokyo uh but just after that you know uh how was it like uh, for you as a coach to regroup with these players and kind of give that confidence again 
to say that you know now move on you know move on we have the world cup coming up and then we have the asian games so refocus on what needs to be done uh, because i know a lot of players especially the senior ones probably were feeling like you know another four years or three years to wait for the next olympic games you know uh, uh, that you know a player always goes through that thoughts of whether i will be part of the next olympics or not and you know those apprehensions as well so how did you as a coach deal with all this well i think you know you always want to give the player some time away first and and then you can settle a little bit and of course uh the girls did 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 great so they got a lot of attention um i think in the end what you do is you regroup and you move forward and personally i look at it as a as a player um yeah the four years is is far away but 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 actually there's every day there's a training session uh, in terms of speak matter of speaking but you know there's so much more to give and for me playing hockey in 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 the national team is is like this journey and and it kind of teaches you so much about life in general of course you want to improve your hockey skills as well so for me it's just a great opportunity to see where where you can get to and as i said to the players when we first met again you know the, the if anything the olympics showed us that we we can be there where we want to be at, uh, amongst all these top teams um and we've showed that that we have potential to be there consistently what what needs to happen to be that do you want that first of all because if you don't you know then then we might have to change a plan or you need to maybe get a different coach because you know it's so important that as a group you carry that vision with you and that you have that intrinsical motivation that that is where you want to be as a team and the girls were very clear that you know they didn't feel like they were done that there's so much more uh, as an individual and as a group to give and for me that's always exciting because uh ha- you're you're talking about some senior players and sure it's disappointing but at the same time i feel like yes they're senior but there's still also a lot of growth in them uh, in in the potential they have and in what they can bring to the team that that is the exciting journey we're on uh as a group that the individuals can grow and as a team therefore you can even grow more and um yeah i strongly believe that if we work hard and 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 these pro league matches are helping because it measures us against some good teams is like where do we want to go we want to we want to compete against these top teams and then the margins in in the in the top are so small that yeah let's see i mean netherlands is far ahead i will say that but behind there i think there's opportunity there's opportunity for any country if you're willing to do the work if you're willing to use your talent and you're willing to do everything it takes and i think that's where this group is right now right absolutely and um, you know can you tell us a little bit about what these next uh, couple of weeks is going to be like for the team and uh, you know you will be playing some pro league matches before you move into amsterdam for the uh, group stage matches of the world cup so just this next uh, i we just hardly about uh, you know over 60 days from the world cup so i think the excitement's surely building and uh, i must say that um, expectations are high as well after what we saw in tokyo with the women's team 
Yeah, and 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 like I said, for me, the the, the measure or the standards I hold the team to are are high, um, and and I measure them to that, uh, and they know that, and they actually have high standards themselves. Um, what that outcome will be in the World Cup, uh, let's see, uh, because I do think, uh, like I said, a lot of teams can win, and it means that 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 you have to be ready and you have to be uh, on the top of your game at the start of the World Cup. So in preparation, it means that the next five, six weeks we're here um, is actually a great opportunity to be back in our own environment here uh, and train together uh, towards that common goal, uh, which is uh, Pro League will use and then World Cup. Um, and yeah, some of the important things to focus on right now is you know, building on our physical base. I think we we are where we need to be, but I do need our team to make the next step in terms of uh, general fitness, in terms of using our speed and using our max maximum speed in the game. I want to see a little bit more of that, and and that just needs time on the field and in the gym. Um, Similarly, we, we make sure that their physical robustness is improving so that when we play that many games in June and July, that we uh, limit the risk of injury. And then lastly, uh, in terms of hockey, um, like I said, I did a very thorough evaluation, firstly with the team at the end of the Pro League and also with the staff. And we know what we want to do and we know where we want to be as a as a team when we're out there. And yeah, that requires working on our principles, fine tuning our tactical principles as well. And, and like I said, um, I think we're 80 percent there. So it's it's literally can we add more things to our uh, game? Can we improve even more uh, on our penalty corners? Can we create more penalty corners? Can we defend uh, and we're improving, but can we limit the PC uh, we 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 receive against? And if we can make another step in all those areas, then yeah, then you know my philosophy is always like if we play or we're we're that one day ahead of that first game in the World Cup, okay. And you ask yourself and you look at each other and say, is there anything you would have done differently? Then I hope the answer is no, and that we're ready to go, and then we'll see what happens. Absolutely. And just um, just a little bit about the pool you are in. You have uh, uh, you have England. We've played them before, uh, you know, in these matches. We've played China as well during the Pro League. But uh, that one team we haven't played is New Zealand. You know, we know nothing about what they've done in the last two years. Uh, when we played the test matches against them, I think in 19 or 18, it wasn't the best tour for the Indian team. That time, I don't think you were there, but it was short back then. So, um, you know, in that sense, um, how does a team prepare, you know, when you, when, when you haven't really watched a particular team for two years or so? Yeah, I think, I think that will be, will be interesting. I, I looked at our pool and a lot of people... Uh, said to me, or actually a lot of people said different things to me. Some people said, oh, you have a tough pool. And other people are like, oh, this is a good pool. And like for me, it's a pool with competitive teams where everyone can beat everyone on a good day, which is a challenge because if you have a weaker opponent in there, then you might say, okay, you finish top three and you go through no matter what. That that will definitely not be uh, as clear cut in our pool. Um, yeah, I think with England, we, we know uh, we played them in the Olympics twice. 
Uh, we know their playing style well, and I think it's unfortunate they weren't able to travel to India for the Pro League because um, I would have loved to play them. But at the same time, we we know there what it, what needs to happen. I think the team has more experience with playing China than I do. But I think uh, with with the Asia Cup, uh, and even though they had some different players, I think yeah that that those two teams w- will see. Um, you know, New Zealand. Yeah, we don't know. I I saw in the press they have a lot of uh, or a lot of they have some retirements, some people that are injured and might not be ready to play in the World Cup. Mm. Um, it is what it is. I think uh, coaching for a long time now, actually internationally, uh, I do know the playing style that New Zealand typically uses, uh, their strengths, their weaknesses, and countries typically play to their DNA. So we can prepare accordingly. And um, similarly, I think it uh, will just be about us. And, and that's what I've said before. Uh, I think we need to execute our own game plan well and then it shouldn't matter that much who you play against because if we execute what we want to do then um yeah we we should be able to compete with uh, with them as well right and uh, you know i must tell you over the last uh, couple of weeks when we were uh, talking to the players during these uh, virtual press conferences um a lot of times uh, the players brought up uh, training and uh, how they approach every game and a uh, lot of references were made to red sessions green sessions you know i think um, a lot of us are very interested to understand what you know these red sessions are what these green sessions are and uh, you know what kind of intensity is required from the players side because every time they mention red session they say oh you know it was a tough session and we almost died so <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, as a coach, I told them uh, I have a couple non-negotiables that, that are important for me. And it's basically that you never give up and that you work hard and, and you you make every rep count. Every effort is there. Um, so our week typically evolves around uh, some some green sessions, which are lighter sessions. So the color green implies that they don't go into the red. Hey? And into the red means like, hey, you're fatigue levels uh, are increasing. Uh, we're using our green session mostly to develop individual skills, and it can be line skills like uh, defense, defensively outletting skills, but also uh, scoring uh, skills for, for the forwards. It's also like small uh, games, but but the focus is 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 mainly on limit the intensity. So penalty corners will happen in those sessions. Uh, shootout practice, penalty corner defense. Yeah, so basically specialty skills. Um, Then if you look at a red session, uh, then the intensity is high. That means we're looking to mimic more of a game. And that typically means that, yeah, I change it a little bit. Typically we did only one type of uh, red session, so we would only play small-sided games, or we would only play eleven v eleven. And I've tried to uh, mix it up so they get a different blend of uh, load. So uh, yesterday we had a red session, um, and that means we use a lot of uh, speed in the beginning of the session. We do an exercise where they have to play three v two and and use the speed they have. So it's about longer distances. 
Uh, and then we play a small-sided game, 3v3v3. And then we go back to playing a, a bigger game, 7v7, where again, the focus is on using our speed and, 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 and using our game principles. So then definitely, if you would ask the players at the end of a red session, yeah, then they're tired or they should be tired. And I always say to them, if you're not tired, you did something wrong or I did something wrong. But um, yeah, the point is that, that they give max effort and that uh, the fatigue is there. Because, yeah, like I said, you train like you um, or you play like you train. So uh, if we get consistently to that level in training, then I know that we'll be fine come game time. And I think the girls, yeah, we, we do competition day a lot. And it's something that uh, requires not only effort, but also some awareness and decision-making because it basically means that every exercise or every rep counts and, and we measure and the teams compete against each other and yeah, you want to win. So um, that means it becomes a little bit feisty at times. And uh, if you're the staff, you have to be on top of your game because otherwise there will be a fight if you forget that they scored a goal, yes or no. Um, but yeah, that's what I love, the competitiveness and, and the willingness for them to push themselves and, yeah, that typically happens more in a, in a red session. Right. And typically, how many, um, you know, red sessions might they have in a week? Uh, you know, when you plan on Sundays, uh, I think you plan your uh, upcoming week and you, you mark the colors. So all the players are uh, eagerly anticipating that uh, message from you to look at the Excel sheet. Yeah, typically... Uh, we we play a little bit with 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 the loads, but typically we have three red sessions a week uh, and uh, two green sessions and one orange one and the orange one we use a little bit more so the load is is like in between the green and the red session and we can use that session a lot for tactical principles uh, that require a bit of running as well. So um, yeah, the girls typically know what's what's ahead in the week and. Uh, I'd like to play the competition day at the end of the week. So, you know, we we finish strong and we we finish on a high and, and then on Sunday they have their well-deserved rest. Right. And um, Jan, I think it's been, what, um, two and a half years since you took, you came into the Indian setup. Uh, 2019, December was when you joined. And um, I think the journey has been nothing like what you may have experienced before. There's the pandemic, you were... Uh, you know, you were uh, training in a bio bubble for a very, very long time. Um, and then the Olympics and now a good outing in the pro league. So just this two and a half years for you personally, how's it been? You know, you, you've also faced a couple of challenges um, as a coach. You were not able to go back home for a very long time. So um, how's this, you know, how do you sum up this two and a half years here? I think... You know, I try to view life in a way and, and not have too many expectations. Um, and um, so when I came here, I didn't really have any expectations as to what it would be like. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I think now I get more and more glimpses of what the real India is actually like. Because, yeah, like you said, I did go to New Zealand with the team, uh, I think, the moment I landed, uh, more or less. And then we came back from New Zealand and then the pandemic hit. Um, my journey has been great in the sense that, yes, there's always things you can complain about and, 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 and they were tough as they were for everyone. But for me, what is 
incredibly motivating when you're a coach is that you work with a group of players that, yeah, they 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 want to be here and they show you day in, day out that they want to be here. Um, was it tough on me? Sure. Was it tough on the players? Maybe even more so. But the thing is, they typically always try to make the best of it, try to see the positive. And that's also something that I, as a coach, try to, to do with them. So if I look at the journey that, yeah, we've had some difficult times, but I think as a staff, uh, especially in the beginning of the pandemic, I think everyone put in their two cents to to make sure that, that yeah, we can't train. Yeah, we can't leave our room. Yeah, you know, there's so many things that you can get down on yourself on. It's like, what can we actually do? How can we actually uh, find something positive in this in this very hard time? And I think the girls were great in embracing that, embracing those challenges. And, and, and I'm like very proud to be part of that, that group of staff and players that, that somehow managed them to come out of. And uh, then, of course, Tokyo was a great culmination of, of that, that journey. And uh, I think looking then after what happened after, it's, it's like this new journey that I'm starting with, you know, not having my friends uh, around like Stuart and Wayne uh, so much and you build new friendships with new staff. Um, the players have been great as always. They, they are uh, like honestly a pleasure to work with day in, day out. And that's the reason, I'll be honest, I'm still here that they give me the energy and, and um, the ability to say, let's, let's do this. And I have I have a strong belief that we can do something and um, that there's so much more on an individual level for them to explore and, and to increase their, their, yeah, their individual level on and off the field, but also as a team. And yeah, then I was talking like, then we go to Korea and we're in quarantine again for 10 days uh, by yourself in a room and somehow we get through all these things. So I think it's, um, it's, it's like, um, somewhere we all have our families that we hold dear to our heart i i definitely do and i miss them but at the same time uh this is my family here uh the girls the staff uh, and it's my indian family and and they make it worthwhile to be here fantastic and you know i um while you were talking about all this i did want to ask you um what was your first uh, impression of the team when you met them? Of course, you had seen them uh, play um, while you were with the USA and you had seen this team closely. They weren't new to you, um, nor were you new to them. But, um, you know, this just reminds me of the time uh, when Shord had taken over in 2017. And when I had asked him, you know, what was what was the thing, you know, that was very different about the Indian team compared to the other teams that he had coached. And the one thing um, that he said, which really stood out was uh, the players were very scared of the coach. You know, they wouldn't open up. Uh, they wouldn't talk or give feedback. I think those were the initial challenges that he really faced as a coach who took over the Indian women's team. So what was it like for you, you know? Um, I'm sure things had changed uh, with the way the girls treated the coach, I think, in that um, duration. But when you came on, uh, what was your first impression about them? Yeah, I think, um, first of all, I, I got the 
freedom, I think, and that, that has been very important. The freedom sure gave me to engage with the girls in a way that I thought would work for me as for them. I'm someone that is not trying to push too much, but at the same time, I try to say the door's always open and the conversation, uh, yeah, I'd like to have. Um, so I remember one of the first sessions that Schurt said, look, she's right there. Um, she was a player. She, you know, she coached. You saw her indeed against us in the last couple of games. Um, please ask questions. And the fascinating thing to me was that first session, I think three or four players after the session did come to me and ask questions. And I think, um, yeah, what what is... Uh, the biggest observation I had is like their willingness to to learn, and and of course everyone is different. So yeah, there's players that are more yeah that that easily come to you and ask the question. There's others that that don't do that typically, but if you would actually engage in the conversation, they are willing to be vulnerable, for the lack of a better word. And I think that's the thing that has grown over the years, uh, where I see this. Yeah, team that, yeah, maybe, you know, they talked a lot about confidence. When I would speak to them in the beginning, they talked about confidence and how they weren't confident. And and that's, I think, yeah, always a thing. Uh, and then it is a thing as a player, but at the same time, you know, I try to unravel the mystery of what confidence actually is and how you should get confidence from yourself and not from me or from your teammates and what what tools you actually have to develop that and how uh, we started with mindfulness and I, I like the mental side of the game and I think maybe the girls weren't going there as much in the past if that makes sense mm -hmm. um, and maybe fleetingly but but like yeah I'm kind of like always interested and only if if they want to go there but if you want to go there ask yourself those questions uh, why didn't you play well why did you feel like that you're nervous I know I'm nervous. I was nervous always as a player. Is that a problem? No, I can play very well when I'm nervous. Actually, my coach used to tell me, if you're not nervous, you play like shit. Okay, thank you. That's not helpful because now I'm not nervous. Now I think I don't play well. But the point is, like for me, it's like this journey that players are more willing to look at themselves. And yeah, we work hard and that is important. And that's, but for me, that's a baseline. But the magic happens if you want to go to your self-awareness. Do you actually know what is going on? What do you need to learn about yourself? What are you actually good at? And I'm not talking just about skills with a hockey stick, but I'm also talking about, yeah, life, life skills, if, if you know what I mean. And, and what, what do you want to improve? And where you're like, you know, actually, this is who I am, and I actually don't mind it that much. For me, it's so much about learning more about yourself and then being yourself. Because if you can be yourself, you bring the most to the team. Right. You know, it's amazing you say, um, you know, that you spoke about confidence because I can still remember, uh, uh, you know, the girls from that 2016-17 to now, so much has changed. Um, you know, their body language has changed when they are on the field. Your body language, your confidence, everything's changed when they're doing interviews as well. You know, they're um, they're able to express themselves a lot better. I still remember when uh, 
we used to call players for interviews um you know they would either want to avoid it uh, skip it or you know um they wouldn't um, they wouldn't go into the details or be able to express themselves very well but i see that remarkable change and i think you know it's also because of how well they are playing now that that kind of reflects on uh, you know how confident they are when they are outside you know in the outside world outside the field and somehow amazingly you know i noticed this um, in the junior team already uh you know they're not afraid they're not uh, you know uh, they don't hold back they're very confident when they're talking to people they're able to express themselves very well and i find that very very amazing you know and you know what do you think you know as 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 a player and now as a coach do you think that you know watching the seniors um that kind of trickles down to the junior setup or uh, is just a new crop of players you know a different generation coming in and you know they're just doing really well for themselves i th- i think it's a combination of both i do think that it is a different generation i think you have to coach this generation differently than i was coached or you coach some of the senior players and you see it also if i talk to our senior players that you know the way they were treated potentially when they were junior players is different as to how they are now treating our junior players in the team um i tried really hard also after tokyo and and i think both teams have have been great about that erik's been great about that but also the senior players and the junior players is is to become to learn from each other and of course the juniors can can learn a lot from the senior players but the senior players have been open to extend their knowledge to interact with them also off the field and i think that is important like learning as an as a as a player uh, happens way quicker from your peers i think that's one of the biggest advantages that the netherlands has eh? you play club hockey and i'm 16 and now i'm in a team with someone who's 29 okay um yeah you know you get taught whatever it is f- f- from them and it's it's for free because it's not like your coach is, is helping you and i feel like um we try to be an inclusive environment we try to do things together uh between the juniors and the seniors of course we played the junior team a lot in preparation of the junior world cup as well and um Yeah, I think the interaction it just makes it maybe less scary as well to look at the senior team like oh, you know, they're also people. They are nice people actually. They're they're caring and and if you get to know them then on the field it's not so scary anymore that they yell at you and you actually understand why they're yelling at you and why you need to do some things. And I think that hope I hope that that helped uh, the junior team in a way that say hey if we can play like this against our senior team why wouldn't be able to play like that against a germany or korea or a netherlands in in a junior world cup absolutely that that was a bit disappointing though it was heartbreaking actually to see them finish fourth because they were splendid you know through the through the campaign and some um, very very good individual performances also came through so um what what did you actually tell them when you saw them this time after that break uh, you know that they've come back to the camp now yeah i mean it's tough i i spoke to them actually quite regularly especially the players that uh, I, i of course was around for for the training sessions for the last 4 5 months so um they had an open invitation to text me or call me whenever they felt the need during the world cup 
so yeah, it's it's tough. I must say, I th- I thought it was tough for myself as well, not being there, knowing that you know at times um, you know they they might need some some extra hands or some extra eyes. Um, I I always say one thing: uh, there's lots of learning to be done from 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 that tournament, from that last game. Um, what I'll do is in the next week. Uh, is, is have some individual conversations definitely with the players that were in uh, in our group uh, or are in our group and see, you know, where they're at, how they thought their own performance was and how that reflected on the team performance. And, yeah, I think yeah, it's tough learning. And, and, and could they have done something different? I'm, I'm curious to see what they, they think. Right. I remember I was in the US and I was watching that game and I'm like, incredible. I don't know what, what happened, how, how, yeah. And, and I, I felt real, real bad for them because, uh, yeah, maybe they deserve more. But then I'm, I was a player. So deserving more doesn't really mean anything in sports. You just have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So just, um, you know, since you brought up you being a player, I, I really want to know how you came into hockey. Um, of course, you are from a country which is big on, uh, you know, hockey culture. So, so how did this sport happen to you? Um, yeah, I th- my mom always used to play. Uh, my dad, his his sisters definitely played. Um, then your friends play. Um, so you start playing, and I actually would go to the field where my mom would play. My dad started playing also, uh, and 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 that's how it goes, right? You're four or five. Then you play a little bit in the street. Uh, my aunt was a, was a good player back in her time and played for one of the top clubs in the Netherlands at that point and played in the under-21 team. So our family was, yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, we, we knew hockey. That was just what we did as a sport. And, um, yeah, so when I think turned nine, I get got into regular club hockey and, um yeah, that's what I did. I played hockey. I played tennis. I played the piano and I went to school. And yeah, I was more of an outside kid. So I liked to play outside. And um, yeah, I was a hard worker. So I just ran around all the time. And like I said, on Sunday, me and my friend would go to the field because our moms who used to play. So then we go and then, yeah, you know, we're just playing around. And sometimes they didn't have enough players and then we would play with them. So now we're playing with 40-year-old women yeah. And we're like 12 and the position didn't really like that at times. But uh, yeah, it, it it just, you know, was a part of life. And uh, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really think about what was, yeah, you know, then I was like, I wrote in those books in school, I want to be in the national team, but I didn't really think about that, what that meant and what needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so you know that that's how i started basically right and um, i think you were uh, part of that era which absolutely dominated world hockey in women uh, and even the men were dominating at that time the dutch men as well so uh, you know just how satisfying that um, you know those many years with the national side was for you finishing on the podium in the olympics and the world cup um and to just walk away from it in 2010 yeah i think i you know i i had a had an interesting journey because um 
like I said, ne it, it never really came easy in the sense that I, I always say my talent was hard work, although probably a lot of people would say I saw myself a little bit short. Um, but I got selected for the under-21s, and then when I aged out, I didn't get picked for the national team, and I had to wait quite a few years, and it was actually quite close for me that I was like, you know what, I give it one more year uh, playing club and do everything I can, and if I don't make the Dutch team, then, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to coach. I was already coaching, and I'm going to be a civil engineer, and I'll do other things in life. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I was fortunate enough that the head coach then, I was 24, he picked me and said, you're just a good player. We'll see where we play you. And yeah, the rest is history, as they used to say. And uh, yeah, I, I Mark, when Mark started, he started coaching in 2001. And that's kind of when I also made my debut. And um, he changed a lot of things, I think, from that moment on. Um, Dutch hockey, women's hockey became a professional sport. Mm. We started training more. We started doing more. And I think, uh, you know, I've lost some heartbreaking losses in, in the Olympics in Athens is one of them. I can now talk about it without starting to cry. That, 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 that took a while, I must say. Yeah. But I'm incredibly proud that... Uh, we played I played in an amazing team I will say that firstly the from from 2006 to 2008 and there was some turnover in that group as well but you know we played hockey like we wanted to play hockey we did everything we could as a team to to be better and and our culture was was good I would say I think we we had a lot of respect for each other um, or I'd like to think that um, but but uh, yeah, and that resulted in playing, playing hockey. And of course, you want to win. So for me, I thought we played our best hockey or maybe I played my best hockey in the World Cup in 2006. And we played a very good Argentina team in the semifinal and a very good Australia team. And that was incredible achievement because that was the first time since 16 years that the Dutch women won a, a major title mm. when we won the World Cup. And then two years later, we won the Olympic gold, and that had been uh, in 2008. But the last time we won Olympic gold was in 1984. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm incredibly fortunate to, uh, or I was incredibly fortunate to be part of that journey, uh, to, to be part of the Netherlands coming back to to the top of the world and and where they still are, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and and it's, you know, that's what I say. If I look back. Does the medal mean a lot? The medal means a lot maybe because it, yeah, is proof in a way. But at the other end, you know, I finished my career with a silver medal in the World Cup. But for me, that was absolutely the maximum there. I, I thought as a team, as a group, without going into details, you know, that was it. We were, you know... I'll leave it at that. So I can look back at that too and, and be okay with that. And for me, it's all about the journey. And, and I had a, an incredible journey. Right, absolutely. You did. And, and just the years after that, you know, how much has hockey changed for the women, you know, in this last decade, you know, after you walked away from it in 2010? Uh, from your own eyes, you know, how much has it changed? I think it has some rule changes, of course, uh, made the game different with the self-pass, uh, mm -hmm. the introduction of the shootouts, 
Um, but mostly what I've been uh, pleased with actually is that the overall level of, of, of skill has been, uh, has been improving in women's hockey. I think uh, when I played, of course, some people can throw a high ball, um, but, but not definitely not, not everyone. And I think if you look in the today's game, uh, a high ball is almost like a standard way of playing. Um, I think the, the skill, the 3D skills, the ability to shoot uh, quickly, there's there's more speed to the game. And um, sometimes uh, the girls here joke that I can still play. I'm not actually sure. I can maybe play one game, but then I need a break for two weeks to recover from that one, I guess. So, uh, you know, now the game is a lot quicker. And I think the general level in the world has gone up in women's hockey, which is great. And like I... Uh, the challenge for us and then for everyone is, is to, to get closer and closer to the Netherlands. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think we could just go on and on talking about, uh, you know, hockey and your journey and the women's team. But um, I think uh, hopefully we could record another show with you after the uh, World Cup, uh, where hopefully we've done really well. But um, thank you so much, Jan. It was absolute pleasure um, talking to you and, uh, you know, picking your brains on a lot of things. And I must say that, um, you know, the, the, the women's team uh, kind of always longed to uh, play under a coach who was from Netherlands. And they knew that, you know, um, uh, their game would change for the good, for the better, if they worked under someone like you. And I'm so happy that Hockey India has appointed somebody like you with the kind of caliber you bring to the team and um, we're seeing the results. So uh, thank you very much for everything that you've done and uh, thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you. And uh, yeah, thank you for your kind words. Mostly, I, I like I said, and I'll finish with that. It's, I love coaching and this group is special to me and uh, I hope we can do uh, great things together. Absolutely. All the very best for the World Cup and thanks so much, coach. Thank you. Bye.